In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on God, Amen. I like to wish you all a very blessed and happy Feast of the Cross. The Church actually celebrates the Feast of the Cross twice. One time in March, and the other time in September, which is tomorrow. Uh, because usually the feast in March falls during or comes during the Holy Great Fast. So the church celebrates the Feast of the Cross in March for one day. And actually, this is the original feast in March. Uh, this feast, actually, the church uh, appointed this feast in order to be able to celebrate for the cross for three days. And the church chose the second day of the consecration of the Church of Resurrection in, in Jerusalem. Today, today, Saturday, is the feast of the consecration of the Church of Resurrection in Jerusalem. So the second day is tomorrow, and for three days we are celebrating the Feast of the Cross. And I'm glad to celebrate this feast in this church that's named after the Holy Cross. And I have to admit that not many churches are named after the Holy Cross. So I'm happy that in uh, our diocese we have a church here, your church in Austin here, named after the Holy Cross. The Holy Cross has many, many beautiful meaning. Many beautiful meaning. Like I like to focus on one meaning of the cross. The meaning of forgiveness. On the cross, God forgave all sins to all people in all ages. Again, God forgave all sins to all people in all ages. Now it's our choice either to receive this gift of forgiveness or not. Or not. So people who will not be forgiven, not because Christ did not forgive them, but because they refuse to receive the gift of forgiveness that God gave to everyone on the cross. Forgiveness is a very important element in our life. To the extent I can say those who live without forgiveness, they live a miserable life. A miserable life. All of us, we sin without exception. And because we sin, all of us, without exception, we hurt others, either intentionally or unintentionally. And since we are living with human being, 
then all of us also, we were hurt by others, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So in order to live together in peace, we need to forgive one another because I sin against you and you sin against me. So I need to forgive you and you need to forgive me. When couple comes to me asking for one advice for their marriage, I tell them forgiveness. I tell them in your marital life, you will sin against each other and you will hurt each other. Unintentionally, let me assume unintentionally. Or even intentionally. We need to forgive one another because without forgiveness, then our life will be a conflict, fighting, no peace at all. So, the first point that I like to discuss today is why I need to forgive. Why I need to forgive. Especially God actually, in many, many commandments, asked us to forgive several times, limitless time. When Peter asked him, how many times my brother sins against me and I forgive him, the Lord told him, seven multiplied by 70. Why God wants me to forgive? Forgiveness actually is in my favor, not in the favor of the others. Forgiveness is a very important element in healing, in healing my soul. And in, have, in, in me will have peace with myself and also with God. Even in the secular counseling, non-Christian counseling, people who do not believe in God, they speak about forgiveness. Because forgiveness meaning to let go of the debt. When the Lord Jesus Christ explained forgiveness, he explained as a debt. You know this story uh, that we read it, uh, or this parable that we read it in the Gospel of Luke, in the midnight hour, in the second watch of the midnight hour, when the Lord was asking uh, Simon, when he judged him because he accepted uh, the sinful woman and he allowed her to wash his feet by her tears. So the Lord actually told him, uh, Simon, I have something to say to you. 
And he said, Master said, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when he had nothing to pay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him more. So here the Lord explained the forgiveness as debt that's forgiven. Let me differentiate between three sins, between healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Let me assume somebody borrowed from me $1,000, and he did not pay me back. Forgiveness is to let go of this debt, to forget it, to expect nothing. And if you think about it, as long as I'm expecting this person to pay me back, I will be bothered, I'll be angry, I'll be frustrated. How come he took this money from me and did not pay me back? But once I let go of the debt, I say, you know what? Okay, I will forget it. I will forget it. Then I have peace. That's why when we say, forgive and forget in order to have peace in your heart in order to have healing in your heart this is an essential element in healing if you want to be healed but if you don't want to be healed I will speak about the negative cycle of lack of forgiveness but forgiveness and forgetting the hurt even in the divine liturgy, we speak about the remembrance of evil entailing death. When I remember how people hurt me, as if I have wound, and I am opening this wound again and again and again. Every time the wound wants to be healed, or want to heal, I am opening it again. So healing will never happen. That's why when I say forgiveness is in my favor. Healing is this wound to be healed. For example, when I lent this man $1,000 and he did not pay me back, he hurt me financially. How to cope with this hurt, how to compensate for this loss, that is healing. So when somebody hurt me, how to cope and how to compensate and how to survive that's healing. But you cannot be healed without forgiveness. Reconciliation is another element. Should I lend him money again or not? That's reconciliation. Sometimes we confuse these three things together. Forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation. So, why I forgive others? Because forgiveness gives me healing, gives me peace with myself, and also with God. When I choose not to forgive, then I will hold negative feelings inside my heart. 
and I will go into a vicious cycle. What is this cycle? Hurt cause wounds. When somebody hurts me, then he wounded me. With any wound, there is pain. So there is pain here because of the wound. If I choose at this moment to forgive and forget, I will be healed. Then the rest of the cycle will be interrupted here. But if I don't choose to forgive what will happen, then with this pain, I will feel the unfairness. How he took $1,000 from me and did not pay me back. This is unfair. Once I start thinking this is unfair, I will be angry. Then anger will start to uh, arise in my heart. Anger leads to what we call bitterness. The feeling I am bitter from inside. I'm not happy. Bitterness will lead to hatred. I hate the person who did this to me. Hatred leads to revenge. I need to revenge from this person. Although God said, vengeance is mine, don't avenge yourselves. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But now, I need to revenge. I take the position of God. Then, this desire to revenge will turn into actual revenge. So when I revenge from others, I hurt them. And because I hurt them, this will cause wounds, pain, unfairness, anger, bitterness, hatred, desire to revenge, revenge, another wound. And I will hurt him, he will hurt me, I will hurt him, he will hurt me. This cycle will continue. And if you look at this cycle, we will find there is anger. Anger that does not do the will of God. As St. James said, the rest of man does not meet the will of God. The bitterness. Bitterness is the opposite of joy. Think about if in your life, during any time, you did not forget, forgive somebody. Think about this time 
how angry you were, how you were bitter from inside, how you were not joyful, how you start to hate this person. And the Bible tells us, if you hate somebody, that is a sin of murder. Like Cain hated his brother. And this will lead to revenge and repaying evil with evil. Although God said, don't repay evil with evil. Of course, some of us may justify this and say, no, I forgive, but I am uh, doing what's right or I am seeking justice, or whatever, many justification. But if you want to know for sure whether you forgive or not, examine yourself. Are you healed? If you are still angry, don't deceive yourself. Don't say, I forgive. Because if you forgive, you will not be angry. If you still have bitterness and you are lacking the joy, then don't say, I forgive. Forgiveness will bring you peace. Forgiveness will bring you healing. So don't deceive yourself. I will continue to bleed and I will walk in darkness, darkness of hatred and in the bitterness. And in this way, I will never enjoy or experience the forgiveness of God toward me, although it is available. I will not be able to see it. Because now I am blind. So the forgiveness of God is there, but I cannot see it because I am blinded with all these negative emotions. That's why I told you when we decide to forgive, it is a favor. I do it to myself, not to the other. Then, the hardest question is, yes, I want to forgive. I know God asked me to forgive, but I cannot forgive. I have the desire, but I cannot forgive. So how can I forgive others? Peter ask this question to the Lord Jesus Christ in uh, Matthew chapter 18 when Peter he told him how many times I can forgive to my brother up to seven times and the Lord told him no no seven multiplied by 17 I'm sure the facial expression of Peter expressed that 
this is impossible. How I will be able to forgive my brother 490 times? And by the way, 7 multiplied by 17 means unlimited time and unconditional. So the Lord, when he saw the expression on the face of Peter, so he gave them a parable in Matthew chapter 18. All of you know this parable, but maybe because the Lord used talent and used denarii, so we don't know the exact amount, how talent, how much talent equal in, in our currency right now. So I will read to you the, this parable that you know it very well in Matthew 18, starting from verse 23. I will read this parable, but I will transform, I change the currency into USD dollars in order to understand the concept of forgiveness. So the Lord said the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. This is God, who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, us. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed, owed him 10,000 talents. Let's calculate. 10,000 talents. Talent equal 6,000 denarii. One talent equal 6,000 dinari. And one dinari is a wage of a worker per day. You know the parable of the 11 hour? He told them, give each one one dinari. So, how much is the wage of a worker today? $50? Let's say $50. I know it's more than this. So, one talent equals 6,000 denarii. So, multiply 6,000 by $50. Speaking about how? 300,000. So, one talent equals $300,000. And the debt here was 10,000 talent. So, 10,000 talent multiplied by 300,000, this equal 3 billions. 3 billions. This man is a worker, is a servant. How much he makes? If he makes $50 a day and he works 350 days, for example, of course, he works less than this if we take all the vacations. So we are speaking about 18,000 a year. Can a person who makes 18,000 a year pay a debt of $3 billion in any way? It is impossible. Which means it is impossible to pay our debt toward God. That's why Christ came and died on the cross to pay all our debts. 
So, but as he, the servant, was not able to pay, of course he cannot pay it, his master commanded that he be sold. You hear it in the Divine Liturgy. We were sold on account of our sins. We were sold. We sell, yeah, we, we sold ourselves to Satan, to be in the kingdom of darkness because of our sins. Not only him, with his wife and children, Adam, Eve, and all their children, and all that he had, and that payment be made. Of course, we cannot pay this payment. That's why all of us, all of us were under the sentence of death. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgive him the debt. He told him, you know what? Your debt of three billion dollars is forgiven. We say in the Bible, tear the handwriting of our sins, as if there is a promissory note with three thousand, three billions dollars, we need to pay it. So God took this note and tore it and threw it again. You're free. Go. You're free. You're forgiven. That's what he did on the cross to each one of us. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. A hundred denarii. He said one denarii equal fifty dollars, hundred denarii five thousand. If he makes eighteen thousand a year, can he pay five thousand? I guess he can. And he laid hands on him. I want you to notice the master did not lay hands on the servant. But the servant laid hand on his fellow servants. Violence. Desire to revenge. And took him by the throat. You can see here the negative cycle. Anger, bitterness, revenge, murder. Saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant did exactly what this servant did with the master. Fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you off. And he would not. And went and threw him in prison. Prison of avoidance, prison of slander, prison, prison of character assassination, prison of gossiping about him. There are many prisons we can put these people in these prisons till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done. Who are the fellow servants? The angels here. 
because they are servant of God also. And they are in a charge of reporting to God about our daily uh, conduct. So they reported, the angels reported to God what had been done. And the angels were very grieved by the harshness of the heart of this man and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servants. So lack of forgiveness is wickedness. Lack of forgiveness is wickedness. You wicked servant. I forgive you all that debt, three billion dollars, because you begged me. Should you not also have, have had compassion on your fellow servant for this five thousand dollars, just as, as I had pity on you? So lack of forgiveness is wickedness and also lack of love. He didn't have compassion. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. What are the torturers? It is a negative cycle that I told you. It is a torture of anger. It is a torture of bitterness. It is a torture of desire to revenge. Because all this feeling will torture the person. And then the Lord concluded by saying, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. So how can I forgive? Number one, if I contemplate on the forgiveness of Christ to me. If I really understand the forgiveness of Christ toward me and how God loved me and forgive me this huge debt. You know, in prayer, you ask God to forgive you. And then you go and confess your sins. And whatever your sins are, you hear at the end, may the Lord absolve you. You're forgiven. You're forgiven, yes. The sentence of death that you deserve now is removed. You're free. You are righteous before God. How come? Because my beloved Lord Jesus Christ paid the debt for me. He died on the cross to forgive me my sins. One time, they brought to the Lord Jesus Christ a paralytic man. And it was very difficult to get him through the door. So they opened in the ceiling and uh, let this man with his bed to down before the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody was expecting a miracle of healing. 
So the Lord looked at him and told him, your sins are forgiven. And I can feel the disappointment of everybody. We labored and we toiled. We jumped over the, the roof and to carry this person with his bed over the roof and to make opening and then to let him down, to heal him. And then you tell him, your sins are forgiven. So the Lord asked them a question, which is easier? To tell him your sins are forgiven or to tell him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Maybe for the first impression we say, of course it's easy to tell him your sins are forgiven. These are just words, but to tell him rise, carry your bed and walk, it's a miracle. But this is a wrong answer. Because to tell him your sins are forgiven made the Lord Jesus Christ became man, born in a manger, was persecuted, attacked, cursed. And, and, and in the last, in the, in, on the end of his life, they were crucified, they crucified him. So your sins are forgiven has a price. St. Peter says, you were purchased with a price. Not with gold, not with silver, not with precious stones. With blood of lamb without blemish. The blood of Christ. Every time you hear your sins are forgiven, know there is a price paid the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But to tell him, rise, carry up your bed and walk, it did not cost the Lord Jesus Christ anything. By the power of his divinity, he can heal him. But some people said, how would we know that when you told him your sins are forgiven, indeed his sins were forgiven? These are just words. So the Lord told them, and to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I will show my authority. Then he looked at the man and told him, Rise, carry up your bed and walk. Then he rose, carried his bed and So he did the miracle to prove his authority to forgive sins. So, do you want to forgive your brother? Remember how much the Lord paid for you to be forgiven. To deliver you from the sentence of death. To deliver you from hell. Because if he did not save us, this would be the fate of all of us. But he saved us. Freely. Freely. What did we do to deserve this? He saved us freely. 
even without reprimanding us. The woman, the sinful woman in the house of Simon, he did not reprimand her. The cross, the, the thief on the cross, he did not reprimand him. Zacchaeus, he did not reprimand him. Matthew, the tax collector, he did not reprimand him. The woman that was caught in action, he defended her. And he looked at everybody and told them, if you are without sin, stone her with the first stone. But unfortunately, many times, the beams are in our eyes, and we try to remove the speck from our brother's eyes. So that's number one. Number two, you need to choose between mercy or judgment. What, I, what, what do I mean by this? The Lord told us clearly in Matthew chapter 7 verse 1, with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you with the same measure. So, if you choose not to forgive, then with the same measure, it will be measured to you. Then you will not be forgiven. Will not be forgiven because not because Christ refused to forgive you, but you, because you will be blinded to see the forgiveness of Christ and to receive it. Let me repeat this again. You will not be forgiven, not because Christ decides not to forgive you, but because of your lack of forgiveness, you became blind spiritually, and you will not see the forgiveness of Christ that is present and accessible to you. You will not be able to see it and enjoy it and be forgiven. So, you have actually a choice to choose between mercy, mercy and as the Lord said, blessed are the merciful, for they, for they shall obtain mercy. Or to choose between judgment and condemnation, and then with the same measure, it will be measured to you. It's your choice. The last point I like to address, so we talk about why should I forgive? How I forgive? Then the last point, how I know that I forgive? Many people say, yes, I forgive him. Yes, I forgive him. There are external and internal uh, signs to help you to know whether you're forgiven, so whether you forgive or not. The external sign. The Lord said three signs. Number one, 
bless those who curse you. Can you bless them? If you are not able to bless those who hurt you, then you did not forgive them. If you really forgive them, you will be able to bless them. As to bless, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ prayed and said, Father, uh, forgive them. Saint Stephen prayed for people and he, he said, Lord, don't actually uh, hold them accountable for this sin. So the first, first sign, external sign, to bless those who curse you. Are you able to bless them? Second sign, to do good to those who hate you. Are you able to do good to them? If they need you, are you able to do good to them? The third point, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Do you pray for them? If you say, no, I cannot pray for them, I cannot do good to them, I cannot bless them, then you did not forgive them. What you should do, ask God to help you. Tell him, God, I want to forgive, but I cannot. I'm still weak. I am here to ask you to grant me your grace to be able to forgive. Then the internal sign, I just said it before, do you have peace with yourself? Are you still angry? Is there bitterness? Is there desire to revenge? Is there hatred? All these signs tell you that you did not forgive. Some people actually forgive and were healed. And then they enjoyed the peace in their heart. And then somebody came with a knife and reopened the wound. That is the remembrance of evil entailing this. And many times Satan will deceive these people and say you are reopening the wound for good reason to clean it more or whatever and then we start to leave this wound to bleed and bleed and bleed in order for these people to be healed you need to remember the concept of forgiveness. There is no healing without forgiveness. If when you remember a certain person in your life who hurt you, even long time ago, and you're still angry, you hate him, you are not in peace, 
then you will not forgive. If you cannot forgive, then ask God to help you. Tell him, God, I am weak. I cannot forgive him. And by the way, tonight and tomorrow, and these three days, are the best time to ask God to help you with forgiveness. Because we celebrate the forgiveness, the unlimited, the unconditional forgiveness on the cross. The forgiveness of the Creator toward us. Not the forgiveness of a servant to another servant. No, the Creator, the God of all of us, He forgave us. Not He forgave us, but He carried our iniquities. He carried our sins. He stood in front of the Father as a sinner. St. Paul said so. He said, He became sin. He became curse. He stood before the Father instead of me. And He carried the wages of the sin that I deserve. He didn't have to do all of this. But He did it because He loved us. He, he didn't have angry or bitterness. That's why He did this in order to have peace with Himself. Absolutely not. So I wonder, God who did not need forgiveness, He doesn't need to forgive us to be in peace or in joy. He forgave us because He loved us. And we who need forgiveness for our healing, for our peace, for our joy, we refuse to forgive one another. So if there is a lesson we need to learn tonight from the Feast of Cross, let us think how much God forgave us and how we ought to forgive one another. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.